Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about UFOs and Bigfoot in Missouri. That's correct, UFOs and Bigfoot in Missouri. Now, of course, Missouri is located right in the middle of the country, pretty much. Lots of timber and forest down there. Plenty of places to hide if you're Bigfoot. And plenty of really remote areas to scout about if you're a UFO. And there seem to be lots of sightings of both down there. Of course, many famous sightings. Recently, we've had some reports of mutilated cattle and a deer in the area, and we'll get to that in a minute. But just a little bit of background on uh, Missouri as far as the UFO and cattle mutilation goes, because it seems like that's been showing up again. We can go to elberryhistorical.org, and this article is titled UFOs and Cattle Mutilations in Ellsbury, Missouri, written by Lauren Ebert. It says, throughout the 70s, there were a series of strange and unexplainable events happening across the country including the small town of Ellsbury, Missouri, there were many reports coming in from local farmers of cattle mutilations. The reports that came from the local farmers talked of odd cattle mutilations. These mutilations did not resemble the work of a human. Therefore, it was believed that the mutilations were done by something of greater skill and possibly intelligence. These mutilations consisted of the animal's ears being cut off, normally just one, and an eye from the same side also was taken. It was, its reproductive organs were taken out and the body was drained of all blood. That's something that we see over and over again in these cases, not just drained, but I mean perfectly drained, where there's not even a single drop of blood on the ground. As well as the strange mutilations, there were also unexplainable dead bugs present at all mutilation sites. The inexplicability of these mutilations led many to believe that extraterrestrial beings were the cause of all the madness. Some also thought it was the work of some demented people, and others even thought it was the work of corrupt farmers. Some of the mutilation theories have much more evidence than others, which leads some to believe that the mutilations were indeed done by extraterrestrials, corrupt farmers, or a cult. Not only were cattle mutilated in the 70s, there were also some strange sightings in the skies. During the summer of 78, there were multiple UFO sightings. Many thought that these objects were the ships of extraterrestrial beings. Since the mutilations and sightings were happening at the same time, many concluded that the mutilations were done by extraterrestrials. In addition, the mutilations were done in such an odd manner that many thought it was reasonable to assume that aliens were performing them. Some speculated that the extraterrestrials were coming down to take these cattle parts so they could clone the cattle. Although there was no actual proof of the mutilations being done by aliens, only speculation, similar mutilations were discovered in Florida and Oregon. Although the UFO hypothesis for some was believable, there were many other more reasonable theories of who the mutilations were. Another theory was that there were many people around the nation in a connected group who were mutilating cap cattle. Okay, so I'm just going to stop the article right here, and I would like to ask this author, how is that more reasonable? That in 1978, there's this connected group of satanic caltippers who are, I guess, on the phone uh, incurring long-distance charges because it was 1978 and conspiring how they're going to show up at some remote farm in Missouri or Colorado or Washington State and uh, completely gain control over a 1,000-pound animal mutilate it, do all these terrible things to it with, with surgical precision and not leave a single drop of blood at the crime scene. 
So when this author says there were many more, there were many other more reasonable theories of who the mutilators were, I see, I see no proof of that. And then they go on, they say, another theory was that there were many people around the nation in a connected group who were mutilating cattle. They were taking and using the reproductive organs, ears, eyes, and blood of cattle for rituals. This group was thought to be devil worshipers. And it cites this Karen Kroger, who was about seven, was a resident of Ellsbury at the time of the cattle mutilation. She described the feelings of living in Ellsbury then as very fearful. She and her family alike thought that the mutilations were either the work of extraterrestrial beings or a devil-worshipping cult. I don't know. Maybe they could be one and the same. Have you thought about that? An older sibling of Miss Kroger, Shelley, also talked about her experiences. She was a teen at the time and was heavily interested in mutilations, just like much of the town. She contributed some insight not found in most articles about the caves in Ellsbury. Shelley claims that there were bottles of blood found in the caves just outside the town of Ellsbury. She also mentioned that the mutilated cattle in Ellsbury were all found in the exact same position. They were lying on their backs with their legs sticking straight in the air. Now, as far as this uh, claim that there were blood, that there were bottles of blood found in the caves outside the town of Ellsbury, I haven't seen that written in an article or a police report everywhere. So I have to wonder if that wasn't just, you know, some of the teen talk about town. It says they were laying on their backs with their legs sticking straight in the air. Okay. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been raised on a farm or worked on a farm, had friends on a farm, and ever uh, had to work with cattle. Cattle um, are probably some of the, the dumbest animals on the planet, I'm sorry to say. And they're big. And they're heavy. And trying to get them to do what you want is not always the easiest thing. So I'm thinking about these satanic cow tippers. Having been in this nationwide network from New York to California, it's 1978, and they're back and forth busily conspiring on the phone, incurring thousands of dollars in long-distance phone charges. And they all get together at the same time in Missouri, maybe a dozen of these folks. And they've never been there, but they wander out into this farm field, 1978, no cell phones, and somehow, with a magic dart that leaves no trace, they immobilize one of these thousand-pound cows. It just collapses into the dirt, and they've got special shoes on because they leave no tracks. And then somehow, they roll this giant animal in its dead weight over on its back, leaving its legs stick up in the air. Now, if you've been on a farm and you've had a cow rub up against you, a rub up against the fence. These things are strong. And so a thousand pounds on the hoof, you're, you're just rolling that thing over with ease. So anytime we go through these cow mutilation theories and we really pick it apart, we see how uh, unrealistic they are. It says, uh, she also mentioned that the mutilated cattle in Ellsbury were all found in the exact same position. They were laying on their backs with their legs sticking straight in the air. Shelley even quoted a common description from the Ellsbarians. They were clean on the outside and no blood on the inside. Shelley later mentioned that there were rumors that the crop patterns were found near the mutilated cattle. I guess we had a whole other team of crop circle makers doing this on the side. This information was a fact for Ellsbarians, but for 
Other places, it was not the case. This was because of lack of information. This information may have been thought as false to people who lived outside of Ellsbury. Their doubt did not change any of the residents of Ellsbury's minds. The fact that the mutilations of Ellsbury were unlike those of any other place leads some to further support the theory of aliens. Well, it gets down to the point where you've exhausted every other theory. And you have to ask yourself, well, we have crop circles. We have UFOs. Maybe the UFOs are the ones doing these cattle mutilations. It makes the most sense. The devil-worshipping cult was a strong theory, along with the alien theory. But there was another compelling theory, and it involved corrupt farmers. Oh, yes, because these farmers got nothing better to do than make an insurance claim on a dead cow. These farmers were said to be killing their cattle to get insurance money. This theory does make some sense because in Ellsbury, profits were being made off the mutilations and sightings. This I find to be complete nonsense. I don't know. Correct me on this if I'm wrong, but my grandpa farmed many, many years ago, and I knew people that farmed. It's been a it's been a, it's been a while, but I never knew of any of those guys ever collecting a dime in insurance claims off a dead cow. Now there was crop insurance. You went through the government to get that. And I, I, can remember, I can remember back, I think it was 1983 when we had the, uh, the big drought throughout you know, much of the Midwest. Lots of farmers did uh, collect on crop insurance. But I've never heard of people collecting on dead cows. I mean, a certain number of these calves are going to die anyway. I'm not even sure you could buy insurance for that. Now, that, that theory seems, the idea that some farmer went out there and mutilated this cow and went to so much work, went to so much work to mutilate this cow. He goes out there, he somehow he mobilizes it. He does all these surgical uh, maneuvers on it, cuts off parts of his body, cuts off his genitals, does all of this without leaving a single drop of blood anywhere, rolls the cow over on its back so its feet are sticking straight up in the air, and he does that all so he can collect a few hundred dollars on insurance. Doesn't sound very reasonable to me at all. He goes on and says, this theory does make some sense and it makes no sense to me because uh, in Ellsbury, profits were being made off of the mutilations and sightings. Okay, this is a stretch too far. They're claiming the farmers were killing their own cattle because people were selling t-shirts. Well, was the farmers selling those t-shirts? This is another one of these just, I don't know, to me just more debunking nonsense. Goes on and says, shirts were even being made to advertise the strange events. From the information found, other areas were not treating mutilations the same as they were being treated in Ellsbury. This theory had a strong evidence due to the profits gained from t-shirt sale and insurance. This person's made a couple more claims that I see zero evidence for, really. I, I mean, if I was a farmer, I'd be looking for a defamation suit. It was questioned if the events in Ellsbury even have a common thread with those of other areas. The mutilations only have one common thread, and that is that the mutilations were happening in Ellsbury. That's another, that's a really kind of a, an idiotic statement. They had lots of things in common with other places. You've got dead cows with no blood, organs missing, eyes cut out, ears cut off, laying on their back in impossible positions. Pretty much everything's exactly the same, except for the fact that they had crop circles. Other than that, there is no comment thread, which is why so many people question what's going on in Ellsbury and where these illogical explanations came from. Even the newfound information people still question who the culprit was. In Chillicothe, Missouri, the mutilations were found to be the work of a quote-unquote skilled man. 
Boy, that's some nonsense there. Did they arrest this skilled man and put him in jail? I'd like to know. There were many theories as to who or what caused the mutilations, as mentioned before. There was evidence found both for and against the theory of mutilations being done by aliens. The Chillicothe Constitution Tribune stated that the mutilations in that area were done by a skilled man. That's, that's pretty impressive. That's some impressive investigative work there. Yet it does not make sense that all these mutilations were happening at the same time by just one skilled man. So was it the work of many skilled men? Yeah, probably. Probably a conspiracy. Could it have possibly been a cult of skilled men? This would be the most logical conclusion to all the madness. Wow, I'm sorry, but this person really struggles with critical thinking. So the most logical explanation for this, 1978, that there was a conspiracy of skilled men with exceptional surgical skills that were going around the country, the whole entire United States, mutilating cattle. Sure, makes sense to me. However, if this were the case, where did these strange bugs that were found at the Ellsbury mutilation site come from? In the city of Ellsbury, there were bugs found at the mutilation sites. The bugs were found dead and solidified on the trees and ground around the mutilated cattle. With much research done by Robert D. Hall, it was concluded that the bugs were pharma and sapharcus type of flies. Since the bugs were not found at mutilation sites outside of Ellsbury, people really started to question who the culprit was. This information about the bugs threw the people of Ellsbury off guard. Those who thought that it was the work of a skilled man were confused with the newfound information. And it continues on here for a little bit, talks about UFOs. So you can see kind of this, and it's a really a long article, but this is the kind of stuff that you find online. It's sad really how people will, how far they'll stretch to debunk something. Instead of just simply saying, there were a series of cattle mutilations in Ellsbury, Missouri in the 1970s that have not yet been explained. Some people think that they were done by aliens. And it makes a lot of sense because UFOs were sighted in the area and crop circles were sighted in the area. But this person goes to great detail to put up all these straw man arguments. And when you quote a newspaper article saying that this cattle mutilation was the work of a skilled man, that is simply a straw man argument. It doesn't hold any water. It's just a distraction from what we're actually talking about. So this kind of this article that I've read, even though I've been kind of critical of it, it shows you that even the debunkers from back in the 70s had to admit there were an awful lot of cattle mutilations happening in Missouri at the same time that these UFOs were, were being sighted. And in this particular case here in Ellsbury at the same time that you had all these crop circles going on. Now, it, there's weird stuff going on here today, too. This here article comes to us from 101theeagle.com. It kind of brings in this UFO Bigfoot connection and the way these particular cattle have been mutilated. Now, this uh, article says something huge is killing deer and cattle on Missouri farmers' land. And it's dated August 19, 2023, written by, and it says Doc Holliday. I suppose that's his pen name. It says, if you're a farmer in Missouri, you know there are many ways that cattle can be attacked by predators. However, there has to be something huge lurking on a Missouri farm's land due to the sheer number and method that this cattle and deer are being mutilated. Now, when they talk about being attacked by predators, let's be clear here. In the Midwest, that's pretty rare. And I, I realize that in Missouri, they've got some black bear. Those black bear mostly are eating uh, small animals, berries, fruit. Pretty unusual for one of these things to attack a thousand pound cow. People talk about coyotes. 
Look, your average coyote weighs maybe, I don't know, 35, 40 pounds. They're just little yapping things running around. There's no way even a pack of these things is going to take down a full-grown cow. Maybe they're going to, they might predate on a small calf or something. Remember, coyote, 35 pounds. Cow, 1,000 pounds. You're not talking about, uh, you know, timber wolves or something like that here. So let's just be clear about that. Yeah, maybe there's probably some mountain lion down there in Missouri. They're mostly eating deer. And if they do take, if they do take a cow, it's not going to be a cow. It's going to be a calf, something small. We're not talking about something the size of an African lion here. You know, your average mountain lion, I don't know, 120, 130 pounds compared to a lion weighing, what, four, 500 pounds? That goes on, it says, The mystery began for a Missouri farmer named David when he began discovering some of his cattle had been killed. Something seemed to be attacking them from the woods and then retreating back into the darkness. His family is located in the southern part of Missouri. Of course, you get into the Ozarks, there's a lot of timber. The mutilations weren't happening only to the cattle. He could find deer near his property that had been attacked by something big and violent too. The YouTube channel Sasquatch Theory interviewed David and learned that there was an official sighting reported to Bigfoot Research Organization that happened right down the road from where his farm is located. So you have somebody reports seeing a Bigfoot and the next thing you know, this guy's finding mutilated deer. We've talked about how these Bigfoot just ripped these things apart. It's a little different than what you would have with the UFO uh, mutilations where the cattle are just surgically altered. It says, what is also strange about the wildlife, wildlife activity around David's property is there is very little activity. In other words, he hardly ever sees a deer. But suddenly he finds this one here. It's been all ripped to pieces. It says, what's killing David's cattle and the deer population? There are no definite conclusions that can be made until more evidence is found. But his property is sadly, is sadly living up to the name killing, fi killing Fields in the meantime. It's got some images of the place around here. So you have these two different entities that people suspect of doing these mutilations. You know, the typical alien mutilation where the thing has just been surgically uh, taken apart. And then you have this Bigfoot where it's almost more of a, like, like it's been attacked by some sort of an enormous gorilla or something where it's torn apart. And you have to ask yourself, what's the connection between this Bigfoot and the UFO? Now, well, our reports of UFO activity here in Southern Missouri, and I found this on paranormalpapers.com. The title says, Peanut Butter Loving Bigfoot Left Huge Finger Marks in Jar, Sasquatch Hunter Claim, stated August 25th, 2023, written by John Thomas Didmus. It's got some good pictures. I'll post this link at the Buy Me A Coffee website. You can, you can go there to the Buy Me A Coffee and you can look at these pictures. There's this jar of peanut butter someone's left out, and it's got a couple of really, really big fingerprints left in it. It says, a Bigfoot hunter claimed they used a jar of peanut butter to lure an elusive Sasquatch roaming Missouri woods to leave evidence of their presence. Patrick Perry of Shelnaw, Missouri, shared photos on Facebook allegedly showing evidence of a Bigfoot roaming the surrounding woods. Shell Knob is a rural community in the Ozarks. It is part of White River Township, Berry County, Missouri. So you're getting down there in southern Missouri, uh, into this really, you know, a lot of national forest, all this kind of stuff. Strange noises in the night, it says. Perry claimed he heard strange noises in the woods. He thought the noises sounded like wood knocks made by a Bigfoot lurking out of sight. According to Sasquatch folklore, Bigfoot sometimes communicate with their fellows by beating wooden clubs or sticks against trees. The sound travels far into the forest at night, and other Sasquatch individuals use it to find UF 
use it to find food or missing troop members, Perry decided to set a trap for the creature. He hit on the novel idea of leaving a jar of peanut butter in the woods to see whether it would attract the Bigfoot. I tried the... I tried the gifting thing in our woods because I always hear strange noises and what sounds like wood knocks, Perry wrote in his Facebook post. I left a jar of peanut butter out with the lid on, and when I came back, this is what I found. Lid taken off and laid next to jar. So it's purposeful. What they're doing is they're like, almost like they're respecting your gift. A Bigfoot allegedly took a scoop from the peanut jar. Perry likely left the lid on to prevent other animals such as squirrels from gaining first access. When he returned to the spot, he saw the lid taken off and laid next to the jar. He reasoned that only an intelligent creature with humanoid hands could have removed the jar lid. Perry claimed he saw marks on the peanut butter that looked like two huge fingers. We can see them, and they do. The marks suggested that a humanoid creature removed the lid and scooped butter from the jar. But other marks suggest that squirrel also came to feed from the jar after the creature had removed the lid. Well, maybe this thing just didn't really care for peanut butter. Obviously, squirrels got into it after the lid was off, but it also looks like two big fingers in the middle, Perry wrote. The Bigfoot enthusiast posted a photo of the peanut butter jar showing the alleged evidence of peanut butter-loving Bigfoot creature roaming Missouri woods. The photo shows a jar of peanut butter with the marks suggesting that the two large fingers left imprints on the surface. It does look like it just stuck its fingers in the thing. Didn't scoop a lot out, just kind of stuck them in and then tasted it. And then the fact that it left it there and the squirrels got into it shows me that it didn't really care for the taste of peanut butter. Perry admitted that the evidence was nothing definite, but he assured Facebook viewers it wasn't a hoax. The photo showed what he saw when he returned to the spot. Nothing definite and obviously can be a hoax, but I don't play like that, he wrote. Many Facebook viewers agreed with Perry that the evidence was only tentative. However, they thought his novel approach might lead to a breakthrough in the search for Sasquatch. I lean toward the big boy Bigfoot as a logical peanut butter bandit, one believer said. That definitely is a large fingerprint. Some believers argued that the animals such as raccoons were smart enough to figure out how to take off the lid. I'm not sure about that. But Perry countered, saying that only a creature with large humanoid palms would have taken them off unaided. However, some other comments agree with the first commenters, and blah, blah, blah. And no matter where you go at, man, you've got debunkers. Now, you can take a look at this. I think this is kind of a cool story. I like the fact that you've got somebody here who's doing a little bit of uh, amateur investigation. I would suggest they go back there and maybe put a, a game camera up somewhere and try it again. Maybe this time take some apples or something. They're known to like those. But what I think you can see from these three articles, a couple of them I think were pretty good articles written about the, the Bigfoot creature and, and sightings and associating that thing with recent cattle mutilations and deer mutilations down there in Missouri. And then the older argument, the older uh, article, which I didn't read the whole thing, but it mostly talked about the, uh, the cattle mutilations from the 70s. Uh, in Missouri, even though it did it did try to be halfway fair, it also engaged in some you know some silly straw man arguments and some debunking, which just doesn't hold the water to me. Now I don't know what the connection is between the UFOs and Bigfoot. I think there is one. I don't know what the connection is between cattle mutilations and Bigfoot and aliens, but there does seem to be some kind of connection there. Whether they're using these Bigfoot as scout or or as some people think they're just abandoned here from some other planet as punishment or whatever it is it does look more and more all the time like both these phenomena are real ufos 
and Bigfoot, and it looks like they've been showing up yet again in Missouri. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. Thank <music> you.